rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore Travel PT at ariusmedical.com. A-U-R-E-U-S-Medical.com. NPTE StudyCast. Welcome to NPTE StudyCast. I'm your host, Jimmy McKay. Joining me back on the show from Brooks Rehabilitation is Lauren Nielsen. Lauren, welcome back to the program. Thanks again for having me. All right, we're talking about, I'm going to say it slow because everybody has a different way of pronouncing it and I usually do it wrong, Osgood Schlatter's disease. How close was I? That was great. All right. When we're talking about Osgood Schlatter, the one that's, uh, well, difficult to spell and difficult to say, how do you describe it briefly? What's what's this one uh, talking about? So this is an overuse type injury of the knee. It's most common in adolescents and is usually characterized by gradual onset of anterior knee pain. This is caused by repetitive strain on the tibial tuberosity via the patellar tendon. So that means that we see it most commonly in adolescent athletes that are really calling on their quadricep muscle with sports that involve running and jumping. Yeah, my little brother had this one. They called it the pump bump in the uh, in the in the front of the knee there, <laughs> the tibial tuberosity. Well, you mentioned the front of the tibia. What else is involved in Osgood Schlatter's disease? At its most basic, it involves pain of the distal insertion of the patellar tendon on the tibial tuberosity. Because the tibial tuberosity doesn't fully ossify and fuse with the surrounding bone until children are between the ages of 14 and 18. Therefore, the patellar tendon, like your brother playing basketball, when you're using it a lot, you're pulling on a bony attachment that is not fully developed. So it's susceptible to irritation with high levels of activity or during growth spurt. During periods of growth, first, bone growth occurs at a faster rate than the muscle and tendon length can keep up with. So therefore, you have even more abnormal forces on the tibial tuberosity. Your body's response to this is to lay down more bone, and therefore, sometimes you can also see a little bump, like you call it a pump bump, at the tibial tuberosity. Almost looks, especially if the, the kids are on the smaller end, it almost looks like a second kneecap. You don't want to figure out which one is the actual patella and which one is the uh, enlarged tibial. How do you rule it in, rule it out? What are you going to check on to make sure this is Osgood Schlatter's disease? Yeah, so in their subjective part of the exam, they're going to talk a lot about anterior knee pain with running, jumping, and cutting activities. And it typically gets worse the more they do. When you palpate the area, it's going to be tender to palpation over the tibial tuberosity. And like we mentioned before, you might see an increased bony prominence in that area when you observe the knee. Range of motion could be limited by pain or muscular tightness, but capsular limitations are not really a hallmark of this condition. In resistive testing, you're going to get symptom reproduction with resisted leg extension. So you're challenging the quadriceps, you're pulling on that patellar tendon. Mm -hmm. There isn't really a specific special test for acid slaughter's disease. We're really talking about a cluster of symptoms, with, which we just presented to you. Imaging is not typically required. Excellent. All right, differential diagnosis, things that can seem similar or might get confusing in terms of a test question or an examination with the patient with Osgood Schlatter's. Fractures of the tibial tuberosity are rare, but they do happen. So you'll be looking for a sudden traumatic onset rather than gradual and the inability to bear weight. One we covered in a previous episode, osteomyelitis, can also present as pain in the joint area. And this would be predisposed by a history of trauma or a recent wound or surgery, and also the presence of systemic symptoms like a fever. There's also another condition that acts pretty similar and is also a mouthful, Sindig-Larsen-Johansson disease, which is common in adolescents as well. It's characterized by tenderness at the interior pole of the patella rather than the tibial tuberosity. So they could try to trick you with that one. 
And finally, patellofemoral pain syndrome. It'll have a similar pain pattern, pain with stepping down, pain with running and jumping, but symptoms will not be localized to the tibial tuberosity. All right, good. So giving us a list there, but also letting us know what those things could look like to rule uh, each of them out. Treatment examples, when you've got typically an adolescent with Osgood-Schlatter's, what does treatment look like? So as a physical therapist, we primarily assist the adolescents in modifying their activities to decrease the overall load on the quadriceps. So this could include hip strengthening for appropriate jumping and running mechanics, coordination training for sport-specific motions, all with the goal of decreasing abnormal patellar tendon stress. This condition will typically resolve by modifying the amount of loading to the region and or when that tibial tuberosity finally fuses between the ages of 14 and 18. And sample question, how is this going to present? What are some uh, few key phrases to tip you on to Osgood Slaughters on NPTE study exams or practice tests? Of course, I had to throw a dancer in here because yeah. they're always running and jumping. But a 13-year-old dancer presents to the clinic for physical therapy evaluation with a three-month history of bilateral anterior knee pain. She reports her symptoms increase when she takes ballet class and does a lot of jumping. Upon examination of her jumping technique, the physical therapist notices excessive hip internal rotation and adduction upon landing. What further testing would be most appropriate? All right, most appropriate uh, with the 13-year-old dancer. We've got three months history of bilateral anterior knee pain. Uh, A, resisted knee flexion for further testing. B, resisted knee extension. C, resisted hip internal rotation. Or D, resisted hip external rotation. All right, the correct answer, Lauren, what do you got for us with this case? It would be D, resisted hip external rotation. The clue and the question was that in her jump landing, she had hip internal rotation and adduction leading to a valgus type movement. We want to correct that by looking at her hip external rotation. That's an inside look on Osgood Schlatter's disease, the pump bump. I'm not sure if they're actually going to call it that on the test. I'm going to say no, but it is fun to say. Lauren, appreciate the insight taking a look inside the knee with us. No problem. If you survive PT school, you can survive the board. Download free study guides now at ariusmedical.com slash NPTE studycast. A-U-R-E-U-S medical.com slash NPTE studycast. Rewarding careers, experiences of a lifetime. Explore travel PT at ariusmedical.com. NPTE studycast. Brewed by the PT Pinecast.